back at you with a brand new episode featuring myself, Noah Lopez, and Andrew Barton. How's it going, fellas? It's going good. It's going pretty good. I'm excited to talk about the NFL. All right, let's get right into it. So, the NFL is going on. Season, we're halfway through. We're going into week eight. Um, What is the biggest standout moment that's happened in the season so far, do you think? I got to go with the fact that Brady just, he didn't drop a step at all. He's... I think he might have even improved from last year. I know he has better targets and a better offensive line and a better defense, in my honest opinion. But, but not a better coach. Not a better coach. Yeah, not a better coach. But he has improved, um, I would say, drastically. And I think they're going to make a push uh, and into the playoffs and beat the Saints out. I think so. Yeah. Lopez, what do you got? What are you thinking? I mean, looks like he just doesn't. Brady doesn't age. Doesn't look like it. I mean, is it safe to say that, that Tom Brady is officially not a system quarterback? But you got to look at the reverse side of the Patriots. They're How are they doing over there? They're not playing good at so all. Was it, so was it Brady that that brought them that success, or was it was it Belichick and them together? Was, yeah, I think it was, was a it combination them together? of both. They, do they need each other? They one, need each other. No, no, they, also the don't other. Need they obviously don't need each other. It's um, like Brady didn't need Belichick, but Belichick needs Brady. Because Cam Newton just threw three interceptions, got benched. So what's the future looking like for New England? Do they stick with Cam Newton for a few more years, let him write out his contract? Or I've seen a lot of hypothetical situations where the Patriots just tank the season, right? Mm-hmm. They go full tank. They're like, fine, Brady's gone. We need to move on. Cam Newton's not the answer. Mm-hmm. Guess who's coming up in the draft? Trevor Lawrence, right? How scary of a team would it be if the Patriots drafted Trevor Lawrence and immediately asserted themselves back to dominance? Not saying that Trevor Lawrence is going to be Tom Brady or anything close to it, but from the signs of it so far, he's looking looking to be like one of the most elite quarterbacks coming into college we've seen in a while, right? Mm -hmm. So how scary is that potential that the Patriots could end up with Trevor Lawrence and Belichick and just assert themselves back to dominance. It, it's not going to happen, in my opinion. They're not going to. So. Belichick is not going to um, tank. Belichick I think, doesn't like losing. He doesn't, I, he doesn't know how to lose. There's a worse team in their. I don't con- think he knows yeah, how to lose. There's a worse team in their conference, and that's the Jets. Mm-hmm. But what I do think their future is is I think it's scary. I mean, do, you do, have, you think the, do you think the Jets give up on Sam Darnold? Absolutely. Yes. You got to move on. Do you think this is the this yeah. is the, point. This is the turning this point? Is the, you don't think it's a it's a coaching factor, right? I think it's both. I think they they need, but I don't think that Sam Darnold, even with a great coach, is going to be your franchise quarterback that you want for he's the future. Not a, he's not a good fit for them. And no reason to I just Adam think he's a bad quarterback in general. Yeah. Get everything out of there. Full, full re- rebuild. You kind of got a feel for him, you know, being in that in that situation for his whole career. He kind of gets dumped out on the curb like that after after how long he's been there. You know, it's only been a few years, but you know, he showed some flashes of promise, but nothing nothing consistent. Nothing we can we can say like this guy has mm-hmm. has a Pro Bowl potential or nothing. We just haven't seen that yet. No, not even a glimpse of yeah. it. I mean, you're talking about. Talking back to the Patriots' future, I think it's very scary. The Bills have exceeded expectations this mm-hmm. year. Uh, Josh Definitely. Allen's been way better. That defense drafting. A little bit of a slip up yeah. last few weeks. Oh, but yeah. Dropped two in a row, but they're a good team mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Dolphins are on the rise. Yep. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. So I think they're in a tougher conference than they have been for the last 20, 10 years. Like, they're, um, their future is scary, in my opinion. This year, definitely not the Patriots year for the taking, though. No. Nope. This this year, the division will not go to them. No. I don't think so. I think Bills, unless Dolphins can make a big mm-hmm. push at the end of the Could season. Could be either. Nope. So speaking of teams on the rise, who do you think currently is the best team, without looking at the record, who do you think is the best team in the NFL? i got to go with the Seahawks. 
You know, started out 5-0 season. You have Russell Wilson, who is, in my opinion, a clear MVP front runner as of now. Um, loaded up with guys like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. You know, you have some promising running backs, Carlos Hyde. You got um, Chris Carson coming back from injury now. You know, their defense has looked their defense has looked a little sloppy at some times, but their offense definitely makes up for it most of the time. You know, they started off five and zero, just dropped their last game by three points. You yeah. know, Andrew. The best team in the NFL is whatever team Patrick Mahomes is uh, on, really? and that's the Chiefs. They have more weapons than they did last year. Uh, rookie Clyde Edwards-Helaire, probably I mean stellar. Worth he's the really first round good. pick. Just got Le'Veon Bell. They did not run the ball last year. They had one of the worst run offenses, and they still had one of the best offenses in the NFL. Now they add the element to help Pat Mahomes. Their offense is scarier than it was last year. Their defense is middle of the pack, but it makes up for their offense makes up for that middle of the pack defense. They're the best team in the NFL. I agree. How do you think Clyde Edwards-Helaire feels about them bringing in Le'Veon? He's okay. They, apparently, think... Le'Veon called to see if it was okay, and Clyde was really? as happy as I don't happy. think if you're a running back, especially if you're a rookie, and a guy like Le'Veon Bell who's been absolutely amazing when he wants to be, mm-hmm. you know, comes into your system, one, you can learn from him, right? Le'Veon that's, Bell that's is, is not going to stay with the Chiefs forever, right? I think it's more of an interim move because he was with the Jets. Nobody wants to be with the Jets, no. right? And I think if you're Clyde Edwards-Helaire, you are super thrilled that you have a veteran Pro Bowl running back in your locker room to help you develop. Could we see the return of a Pro Bowl caliber Le'Veon? Probably not this year, but I think with him maybe moving on to a new team after the Chiefs Mm -hmm. and being a star guy with a team that's not like the Jets that actually has potential to be a successful program, Mm -hmm. I think we could see a return of Le'Veon Bell being a dominant running back. I think him going to the Jets was a a major setback in his career. You know, he was on a clear path. With the Steelers, you know they, yeah, had, they had some falling yeah. out with him and Big Ben and the contract situation. Right. You know I, there was definitely a better team that he could have gone. I don't, I, I don't think that was the right decision for him. So no one says the Steelers, the only undefeated team in the NFL. I think the problem with the Steelers, obviously they're the only undefeated team in the NFL, but they all also have one of the weakest strength of schedules in the NFL. Say that. So it's not like they're going out and playing the best teams every week. Not to discredit any of their wins so far, but they do have the 22nd hardest or easiest strength of schedule. So they're not going to finish the season undefeated. Um, it is a pretty... Ravens this week. You guys got Ravens, Steelers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go with the Steelers still. i with the Ravens. I think. Although I do feel like Lamar Jackson shines the brightest when he's playing... Um, good teams. Good teams, right? Mm-hmm. He's he tends to struggle when he's playing okay teams, yeah. but when he's in the spotlight, he he tends to. He might to get shine. a little ahead of himself every now and then. That conference is looking pretty good too. With the Browns getting good. I mean, mm-hmm. the Browns on the uprise and the Steelers and the Ravens. That's a. The that's Browns a have been conference. surprisingly good. Not. I mean, they should have been better than they were last yeah, year. I think. I think the team that they are this year is what people expected them to right. be last year. After right. they added all those key pieces like Odell, Jarvis Landry, you know, Nick Chubb. Right. Speaking of Odell Beckham Jr., he just tore his ACL. Yep. A lot of people have been Big saying that Baker them. plays better without Odell. Um, they asked uh, Baker about that situation. He said, that's blasphemous. We're not even going to talk about that. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. Yep. Mm-hmm. How do you guys see this? Is it, is it as big as a loss as um, people say it is? Yes. I think it's, it's, a, it's a huge loss. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter that they might not mesh together on the field. They're both still amazing athletes, especially Odell Beckham, mm-hmm. one of the best receivers in the league when he wants to be. Um, it's a huge loss for the Browns. They do have a bunch of other targets like um, Harrison Bryant, tight end, two touchdowns the last week. 
Jarvis, of course, we know how good he is. Donovan, Donovan Peoples yep. Jones with that From Michigan. clutch touchdown pass yeah, at the end clutch. of the game. Rashard Higgins, he had over 100 yards receiving. So they have other weapons, of course, the two-headed monster when Nick Chubb comes back. So I wouldn't be too worried, but it is, of course, a, a ginormous loss. With the loss of Odell Beckham Jr., you know, that puts a lot of strain on Jarvis Landry, who now moves into that wide receiver one mm-hmm. slot. You know, teams are going to go after him mm-hmm. now. So they're definitely going to have to have some second-string guys step up and make some plays for them if they're going to continue that success. Yeah, this, this is a big year for Jarvis. All right, let's get into a little bit of um, future predictions, right? Um, who's your MVP so far Russell this Wilson, season? 100%. Andrew? Uh, um, Russell Wilson. you got to give it to Russell not Wilson. Not 100%. He's not playing a, out of his mind. At this point, in right now, 100%. Yeah, if the, if the award was to be given tomorrow, it would, right, it's going to be, it'd be it's Russell Wilson. It's going to be Russell Wilson. Let's not sleep on Kyler Murray. Let's not sleep on um, Derrick Henry. There's other guys. I don't think it's 100%, but I do think he would win it right now if the award was given. If you had to give a Super Bowl prediction for what you think the matchup's going to be right now, halfway through the year, week eight, what are you, what are you thinking? That's a tough one because, you know, you know, last 20 years, you got you got that clear, safe choice, Tom Brady, Bill yep. Belichick, you know, the experience. They always make the playoffs. They always seem to go that far, regardless of if their roster is a little lackluster, you know. They just they just have that it factor when it comes to the playoffs. But now they're it's not, look, not looking like they're going to be there. No more Brady in the AFC. Um, you know who it is now? It's, it's up for the taking now. It's the Chiefs. The so, They're the safe bet now. I mean, yeah, and yeah. you read Pat Mahomes, same thing. I mean, yeah. it's not the same thing, mm-hmm. but it's the safest bet. You don't think they could slip up again like they did two years ago against the Patriots? I don't think Patrick after after having made it to the Super Bowl and won, mm-hmm. and now I've gotten an even better offense, I think that those woes are kind of behind them at this point. Do you I, think the team still has the drive to win like they did last year? Absolutely. I think there's two teams they need to watch out for in the AFC, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. It's mm-hmm. my opinion. The NFC side, I guess you can go for the Seahawks, of course. Uh, but the Cardinals, they just beat the Seahawks. They the could, Cardinals are playing good. They play They're good. underrated. Um, yeah. I say the Chiefs and Seahawks. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's prediction. my prediction. I think we all do. We all agree. Yeah. Chiefs Seahawks. It's the, the safest bet. The Packers. Packers. You know, don't sleep on the Packers. Yeah. You know, they have one of the best offenses in the league. Clearly, this year. You know. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, a deadly duo. They have so many other good pieces. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Robert Tanyan has become a huge part of their offense. The running game, pa- Packers finally have a good running game. Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones Jamal Williams, they finally have a good running game. That, you, know, you see these Packers teams the last 10 years, it's all about Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. They're, they had no running game. They had yeah. guys like, I, don't, I can't even remember. Because they just yeah. they, they just didn't have they just <laughs> didn't have a running game. Right. Yeah. It was another it was a new guy every few years, and they just they, they couldn't have a consistent running game. That's why they couldn't take that leap to be a consistent Super Bowl contender. All right, I, I've I have another uh, question to propose, and that would be: Do you think Ryan Tannehill is a top five quarterback in the NFL right now? Yes. Why? I don't think so. I think you guys have all seen that graphic of like Pat Mahomes, uh, Russell Wilson, and Ryan Tannehill, like all the. The wins and Production. like the, yeah, and he's right there with those elite quarterbacks. His team was undefeated. They're, I mean, they've only lost one game this year. They did excellent in the playoffs. Yes, Derrick Henry helps, but his completion percentage is incredible. His he's thrown for yard, a lot of passing yards, touchdowns. He's efficient in the red zone. He is um, AJ Brown and Corey Davis have emerged. 
he's a top five quarterback. He wins games and he leads the team. But do you I think, can't agree with that. But do you think, yeah, most people I think would disagree and say that he's not, that there's five quarterbacks in the NFL that are better than him. No. So I know you disagree, but why do you think that he is then slept on to be a top five quarterback? Like, why do you, why do you think that stigma exists? Because Derrick Henry, oh, first of all, the Titans are not an organization people are scared of. Um, it's the stereotype of the Titans. And Derrick Henry is overshadowing them. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely overshadows like what goes on on that team. I think Derrick Henry is probably the best running back in the NFL. I mean, right now, potentially, potentially yeah. arguably. Yeah, arguably at this point. But I do. I mean, if you look at Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, they're all going to be Lamar in that discussion. Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Right. But I think Ryan Tannehill this Prescott. season, at the end of last season, the playoff stretch where they, he was just incredible, didn't throw an interception. If we're talking this point he, in the season. You know, you have you to know. bring in. You have to bring in Dak. Yeah. Dak was playing amazing this year. Yeah, I mean, since the injury, he, he doesn't just, hurt. Would if 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 he's not hurt right now, would you would you push Tannehill out of your top ten and put Dak in? No, you don't think it was no. Like, it was later. Just nope. Speaking of the Cowboys, what do you think the future is looking like for their for their program I think for their they, franchise? I think they win the point, NFC it's, East. It's, it's it's not looking good. It's not looking. You good. think they win the NFC East? Yeah, I think they win the NFC East. Why? Wow. Yeah, because I, I like think um, Andy Dalton's going to come back. And they have the best, one of the best running backs in the league, obviously, with Zeke. And they have the targets. And the defense is actually playing better than people think. Um, I know they were the worst defense in the league for the first three weeks. But ever since, um, ever since the uh, Falcons game, they have increasingly gotten better. Uh, maybe not – they're also giving up 30 points a game. But the, uh, when you watch the games, they just, they're playing better as a unit. They're going through a couple of injuries. But – their targets and their offense, I think, is going to start clicking once Andy Dalton. They're going to they're going to do this for Dak. I mean, they don't, the Redskins are horrible. The um, Eagles are the only competition I think uh, for that playoff spot. You think Andy, Andy Dalton could get it done? Yeah. What he couldn't do in Cincinnati? I Absolutely do. not. I do. I'm not a believer. Not. But what about the What about the future, right? Because what's the what's Dak's status? He's done for the year. And how and, and how much longer after that? It's contract year. Right. Too. So. Mm-hmm. Right. So what is, what about just the overall future of the Cowboys franchise? Like, what's that looking like for them? They've been mediocre for years, right? They're the most expensive team in, in all of football, one of the most expensive franchises in the world, right? And they're mediocre year to year. Like, what needs to change for them to be a elite team that, that they that have star, the market to be? That star is the symbol of mediocrity in the NFL and has been for the last 10 years. What needs to change? Do you think ownership's a problem? I don't I don't think we can say that's a problem because I don't see a way that Jerry Jones would sell the team. I know that he would never sell the team, but as an owner, I mean, he's he wouldn't give up that managing position. I know. I don't think he would. But at the end of the day, it's his decision. I don't. I, I didn't, but that's that's not the root of the question. The question is, what do they need to do to become successful, right? Because Jerry Jones has had that team for years, right? And they have only been good a handful of times, mm-hmm. right? What needs to change? Staff-wise, player-wise, the way that they approach the game for them to be successful. You know, I didn't. You know, when they, I know they just hired Mike McCarthy, but which in my mind was a good hire. At the time, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you and say that was a good hire. I did not, I did not. I liked it it a lot. He left on bad terms with the with the Packers. I didn't, I didn't like that they just brought him right right back in there. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't agree with that. I feel like they they could have picked someone better. Do you think they're gonna value Dak and pay him? 
even though he's yeah, I think not to. guaranteed to come back and be the same player. The quarterback woes is the last thing this team needs at this point. But they I could, think they they could just it. potentially move on. I know that's that might be a crazy idea because Dak's been playing really well, but they hadn't paid him up to that point, right? Mm-hmm. And then he snaps his ankle, his leg, whatever. Yeah. Huge issue. Not guaranteed to come back and be the same player. Yeah. I think, I think there's true. a possibility they end up with a top 10 pick, move up and get Justin Fields. I think that there's a very real possibility that they could move would they, on. Would they have to? Would they have to move up? Do you think? They maybe could, not. They, yeah, maybe they not. not Justin Fields could drop to twenty. We don't know. There's no world I think that, where I think, I think Justin Fields I think is dropping to twenty. I think there's a, a world. You're I think talking, he could go top, top five. You're talking top two quarterbacks in the draft. Just, uh, and there's Justin two. Fields, and there's two teams Lawrence. that are going to finish. There is one hundred five worse, like top bottom five, right? That need quarterbacks. The Jets and the Jacks. There are one hundred percent two teams that need quarterbacks. There's no way that Justin Fields falls. I think Cowboys. I think the Cowboys could take Justin Fields one hundred percent. If they, if they, their season led them to be it one of the worst. Depends how many teams in the top ten end up needing a quarterback. Yeah. At the end of the Do you think season? Dak took his last snap for the Cowboys? Uh, not necessarily, I, I but I feel like that they're they're going to have more problems, right? He was healthy and playing really well and deserving of that money, mm-hmm. and they still were refusing to give yeah. him what he wanted. I don't, I don't understand that, honestly. Like, you have your franchise quarterback set in stone. You know, he's been a pro bowler before. Yeah. And, like, you're not going to find a guy better than this in the next few years, you know? Yeah. I think you have to pay the man. But he did decline that huge contract. He wanted ten mil more a year, but he was still offered what thirty five million dollars a year for mm-hmm. five years, yep. and he declined it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you could say, but partly on him, right? What logical human is denying thirty five million dollars a year? A little bit of greed from Dak Prescott, not on the Cowboys. Yeah, but. maybe it's partly like either you're going to pay me exactly what I want, or I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I think they drafted C.D. Lamb to see how well he would do this season, yeah. and then pay him the bag after he to see his potential with all these huge targets. Yeah. I believe Dak wants to be in Dallas. I believe he wants to help this team. Yeah, win. me too. So let's move on to another big topic is the Cow- is the Dolphins, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You're a Dolphins fan. You know all about this. Yes, sir. Um, why is benching Fitzpatrick a good idea for the program, even though he's been playing well? You know, um, a, lot of, a lot going around last few weeks. You know, come out comes out with the news. Two is starting. Fitzpatrick's going to the bench, you know, Fitzpatrick's heartbroken, you know. Yeah, deservingly so. Yeah, I'd say so. But um, I don't know if I would say it was a good decision nor the right decision, but it was a necessary decision. It was a decision nonetheless, right. For for this franchise to move on. You know, I, if, me being Brian Flores, I don't bench Fitzpatrick this early. I wait a few more games, maybe week ten or eleven. You know, maybe you don't even play two at all this season. Maybe you just which most ride. people thought that was going to be yeah, the case. yeah, yeah. Maybe you don't. Maybe just ride Fitzpatrick the whole way. You know, yeah. Like you know, like Mahomes did in uh, in Kansas City, and like Lamar mm-hmm. did in Baltimore. Right. I think you ride behind that veteran quarterback for your first year, develop. learn from him, develop, and then you start full time the next year when that guy's gone. Yeah. It, it was certainly surprising. It was something, you know, I'm a, I'm a Dolphins fan. I, we draft this guy f- fifth overall. I want him to play, obviously. Right. But if you're just looking at it from, like, a management position, like, I don't know if it was the right – I don't know if it's the right move or not, you know? Because the last thing you want to do is throw him out to the Lions and let him get eaten, right? Yeah. Because he could go out there and completely like or the Rams in this case. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Donald, the Jalen Ramsey. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think it's the right time. I mean, you have a bye week to prepare. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. What's Ryan Fitzpatrick's uh, ceiling? How many playoff wins does he have? 
He doesn't have any. Exactly. So the obviously goal is to make the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs with Ryan Fitzpatrick, in my opinion. I think they need a new face. But you, there. but you couldn't necessarily say that. I just because don't, I the, don't see it happening because of. His I mean, history. I don't see it happening either. But that doesn't mean that it can't happen, right? And it doesn't mean that two is going to necessarily be so much better than Ryan Fitzpatrick was mm-hmm. for them to make the playoffs. I think it's it's uh, worth the risk. I, I agree that it's mm-hmm. worth the risk, but I think it was a, it was at the time that it happened. I think it was a little bit questionable. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dolphins have been a bottom five team yeah. for the past five years, mm-hmm. or not five years. But, but they could just be looking for immediate success, yeah, right? Which you don't blame them for. I don't blame them at all. I think and it was when right you time. see when you see guys like Joe Burrow and yeah. Justin Herbert having instant success, seemingly, you know, mm-hmm. starting basically almost at the start of the season you know yeah. it, it, it it gets you giddy like you want mm-hmm. you want this guy to play. you want to see your guy do the same yeah, thing you want yeah. to see if, if if your guy's legit also and what better quarterback for you to learn from than ryan fitzpatrick mm-hmm. i know it's not like brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. years old. a very smart quarterback that very a veteran. smart yep all right let's move on to the next topic speaking of other rookie quarterbacks joe burrow mm-hmm. right i feel bad for the man I feel bad for him why uh, his kicker missed two game-winning kicks. Uh, right. Poor, poor guy pulled a hamstring. Um, but I think the Bengals are also in a situation where they're not necessarily trying to win games. Mm-hmm. Right? Winning is obviously winning is obviously the the, mm-hmm. the most important thing. But the Bengals are still a mediocre team mm-hmm. outside of Joe Burrow. They got it. They got Tyler Boyd, right? Good wide receiver. They got Joe Burrow, AJ emerging AJ star. AJ Green still right? there. AJ Green Joe still Mixon. there. Joe they Mixon. just traded Carlos Dunlap today. Today. Mm-hmm. Right today. to the Seahawks for spare change. Um, so I think part of them is still wanting to be bad, mm-hmm. right? They still need pieces. They to still, add that extra piece. To they Joe still need to that extra piece to complement yeah. Joe Burrow in the draft. And they need uh, another. They need another big player to develop alongside Burrow so they can build up their team. Like and unfortunately, since they are a small market team, smaller market team, right? They're not a free agent destination. Nobody really is like, I want to go to the Bengals, mm-hmm. right? So the only way for that team to be, become good is through the draft, mm-hmm. seemingly, yeah. right? Especially for if you're molding a team around Joe Burrow. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they expected uh, to win instantly with in Burrow. Nobody. Of, nobody did. No. In the heart this of was, I think this was their plan from the start to draft Burrow. You know, start him from the start. You know, because you don't have anybody else. You get. You give the number one. You give the number one overall pick all the playing time in the world his yep. first year, and then because you, because he has the he has the excuse to be bad. He's allowed to be bad. Yeah. You get that first year under his belt. You know, you don't do so good. And then you end up with another top ten draft pick, and you draft another key piece to add to your team. Right, absolutely. Are you impressed with the way uh, he's playing? I mean, he dropped four hundred yards. I think up. I think Joe Burrow is exceeding my expectations. Yeah. I thought he that there's a there's a chance that he'd be bad. I thought there was yeah. I I definitely took into account how good that LSU team was last year. You know, all that talent on the O line, the right. receivers around him, his running back. You know, bunch of first round guys around him. You thought you you think like. This guy is going to go to the Bengals behind that horrible offensive line and mm-hmm. get killed. Right. I mean, but that he, hasn't necessarily happened. No, it hasn't. He's third in the NFL in passing, but he's not in top 20 in touchdowns. Right. So he really can't get into the end zone. He's in the hardest conference in the NFL, mm-hmm. which I think. But I think he's exceeding expectations with um, I would say the composure. I would say the toughest conference in the NFL is the NFC East. You know, Seahawks, right. Niners. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it's... I think they're the same. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Yeah, you got you got or not. all four teams in that conference <laughs> with well, with a winning record. Steelers, four Browns, and Ravens. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. And Bengals are they're they're good. They're they're not a bad team. They're a good team. They're and a mediocre team with good pieces. Yeah, they're like the Browns last year. Similar. 
with less talent. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that comparison. All right. Next, the Jags. Right. All right. That's, That's all on you. The worst team in the league. You think so? No. Jets are worse. I, I think I think we're one game we're one game ahead of the Jets. Right. Yeah. We won our first game of the year for no reason. Right. Other than that, we're we've been absolutely horrendous. Do you want Trevor Lawrence? I absolutely want Trevor Lawrence, but I'd also be okay if we didn't get him. Right. I'm not necessarily a believer that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the spawn of Jesus at quarterback and be the best ever, because I think Justin Fields also has unlimited potential, mm-hmm. especially in the NFL where you know we're moving on to a more of a dual threat um, mold at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right. You see Lamar Jackson, you see Kyler Murray, you Deshaun see Watson. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Right. Mm-hmm. But Trevor Lawrence is still mobile, but that's not the point. The Jags are terrible. Is there a world where they don't draft a quarterback? I don't think so. At this point, no. Because I've seen some people saying that, that having Minshew is okay. I like Minshew. But Minshew's not a, it's not a franchise he's, quarterback, no, right? He's not going to win you a Super Bowl. He's like, a, he's like a, a Matt Moore that comes in like halfway through the season after your quarterback gets hurt. You know, you're a mid-level team. He's that, he's that kind of guy who shows – who shows some flash at the beginning, but over time, when you continue to start him and play him, he kind of you know drops off the deep end, and then you see like how like he's an actual mediocre quarterback. He's he's also just kind of like a filler thing to look at, mm-hmm. right? The whole team sucks, but you're like, oh, look at Gardner Minshew. He's fun to look at, right? He wears a tank top into work every day, <laughs> but that doesn't you know we traded away our entire defense that we had. You know, three four years ago, when we almost made the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? Why, like, why as a team do you fall off that hard? Like, how do you how do you let that happen, right? You trade away Jalen Ramsey, you that trade away AJ Boye, yeah. you trade away Kalias Campbell, right? Tevin Smith, Telvin Smith had yeah, like off the yeah, field issues, off the field issues, yeah. growing weed, Pozlesny retired, Yannick Ngakwe gets traded, right? Man. Blake Bortles is gone, that's a problem. Kalias Fournette's Campbell. gone. We trade Allen Robinson. Blake Jackson. We've Allen had Burns. we've had a lot of assets that have been really good that yeah. we've let go Almost for seemingly team. nothing. It's it's like a completely new defense. Yeah. I think drafting C.J. Henderson at the start of this new rebuild. I, I think that, that was a good pick, but I think we're also having some serious coaching problems. Right, mm-hmm. Doug Marone is not a good coach. Right, he's been kind of the bad influence on the team in a way. You know what I mean? Like he got it. He got into Jalen Ramsey's face like. Yeah. He had the right to. Right? Yeah. Jalen Ramsey's a captain of the team. He has a bad attitude, but he's a great player. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he, you just have to ride out with players like that. You know, like I agree. Like Deion Sanders was a complete headache, oh, yeah. but he's amazing. Torello and exactly. Chico, yeah. you know, complete head cases, but amazing, yes. amazing players. So let's say you get the second or third pick. Yeah. Jets get the first, whatever. They yeah. draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Who do you see the Jaguars drafting in this situation? Justin Fields. I think the quarterback is just, you know, it's the it's captain of the team. Aid. Yeah, it's like, unfortunately for Gardner Minshew, right? He's I think he's going to go somewhere else and start. Who? That's my Minshew. I think, yeah, I think Minshew has like the him. capability to no, start. In a way, I can, I can see Justin Fields being a better fit for the Jaguars than, than um, Trevor Lawrence. You think so? Okay. I think Why? so. I don't know. Like I, think, I think there's just somebody who they need, you know? He's excited. You look at the previous Jags quarterbacks, you know, these guys have been sitting in the pocket immobile, guys, immobile right. quarterbacks. Yeah. You get you bring this exciting guy who everybody knows into your team, man. You sell tickets. Mm-hmm. You you get this amazing flashy player who's who's shown so much promise like Yeah. How about uh, James Robinson though? The emergence of him. Yeah, that was interesting. That's a I think that I think that's huge for the Jaguars. It's, it's another, so it's another piece that they 
it's a it's a piece of their team that they don't have to worry about. And Lavisca Chanel. We have we have well the thing with the Jags, right? Obviously, there's a ton of holes that like we're completely abysmal. Like our O line is completely abysmal. But we have some pieces on offense, right? You said James Robinson. Mm-hmm. We drafted Lavishka Sonal, who's, who's, who's showing promise. Yeah. DJ Chark is showing a lot of Keenan promise. Keelan Cole is yeah. not that great. He's okay. He's, right. he's, o- he's an okay third receiver. <laughs> on defense, we drafted CJ Henderson, mm-hmm. Caleb Von Chason. How's he doing? He's okay. And then you have Josh Allen. From and we have Josh year, Allen. We, somehow we drafted Taven Bryan right, a few years ago. That hasn't panned out at all. Mm-hmm. We... I just I don't know. The Jags are in a weird situation where. So what part of their defense do you think needs the most improvement? Well, for some reason, speaking to defense and drafts, right? We seem to draft D line every year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. right? We have holes. We need safeties really bad. So is that your next pressing need outside quarterback? Outside of quarterback, I think our most pressing need is an offensive line. Right? So maybe you draft Panay's tool at number two or three. Absolutely not. Okay. That does I mean, not seem reasonable I, at he's all. A, he's a top three player in the draft, though. Yeah, but. We you don't you don't you don't take he opted right. out this year. Mm-hmm. Trevor or Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields have, are two of the highest rated recruits ever, mm-hmm. right? Some of the most talented to ever come out of high school. You're not passing up on them for an offensive lineman. I'm sorry, he could be the greatest offensive lineman <laughs> ever, right? If you still got Gardner Minshew in the backfield, what does it matter, right? He mm-hmm. still can't throw the ball more than 50 yards down the field without it floating. Yep. You know what I mean? What was the last draft pick by the Jaguars that? actually made you like happy you were a Jaguars fan, made you excited for the future because you drafted this player. Can you remember? Probably Leonard Fournette. Fournette. I was really excited when we drafted Leonard Fournette. That was a good pick. Um, But then again, he couldn't stay on the field, right? He constantly had injuries, constantly. He showed tons of promise. He still has promise, right? He's still a young player. Mm -hmm. But like watching him at LSU, and he was completely dominant. Right, he run over anybody. He runs so hard. He's one of the fastest running backs in the NFL, which is weird because he's huge. Right, but then he starts having issues. Right, can't stay on the field. Starts having management problems. So, do you guys think that drafting a D lineman is the most boring choice that a team could make? No, no, you don't think so. I think drafting an O lineman. Look at Chase Young. You think so? Yeah. Because I mean, usually when teams draft high for an O lineman. It's it's when there's dire need in that position, you well, know. What's it what it has seemed like in recent years, at least in my perspective, is that all these high picked alignment have not panned out to be that great. No. Right? They've been they seem to be mediocre, right? You're not seeing like a whole bunch of Pro Bowl O linemen, so to speak. That are being drafted within take, the last five years. They take time to develop. Yeah. They do. But still, it's still I get what But still, if 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 an O lineman's gonna take time to develop um, and you have a top pick, wouldn't you rather pick somebody that could have an immediate impact rather than somebody that, you know, five years down the line is going to be a good player? It would, be, it would almost be a better decision to shoot for an O-lineman in free agency or within a trade yeah, that's true. Yeah. than to just draft one because they're already developed. Speaking of rookies, I want to hear your offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, and rookie of the year. I think the overwhelming consensus for defensive rookie of the year is, is Chase Young. I, right? I don't think there's any defensive rookie that has been as good as he has been. But that was expected. I think right? Antoine Winfield is very close, though, on the Bucks safety. Right. Not too many guys that jump out at you, like, defensive side of the ball. Like, as a rookie, you know. Not too many guys. Like, like this guy is the clear defensive player, defensive rookie of the year, like, like yeah. T.J. Watt was last year, yeah. you know. At least at this point in the season, I would say my offensive rookie of the year is Justin Jefferson. Um, he for the Vikings. For the Vikings, yeah, yeah, he's been really good alongside Adam Thielen. 
a couple hundred yard games. Only, I think he had a hundred fifty yard game. He has Last been, week, yeah. yeah, he has been just dominant. I mean, mm-hmm. he's getting like ten receptions a game. Might even take Thalen's place. Is, is I think he's taking over Stephon Diggs' role even better than Stephon Diggs played. Possible. Um, it's their potential. I think that was a huge, a huge uh, draft pick for them, and mm-hmm. he's playing better than I would say Jared Judy. Um, other rookies. Yeah, I would say so. That, Henry Ruggs. Uh, Henry Ruggs, he's yeah. been injury prone. Yeah. Um, other uh, receiver rookies from last year. Mm-hmm. I think Justin Jefferson is going to win rookie offensive rookie of the year. He was a bit of a late bloomer as of this season, you know. Didn't really get anything going the first couple of weeks, but the last couple of weeks, like last three weeks, he's showed that he has potential to be one of the top yeah. receivers. Yeah, speaking of the, rookie, the NFL um, rookie wide receivers, um, Chase Claypool is very interesting, mm-hmm. right? Because he obviously had that explosion of a game, but other than that, he's been okay, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people are seeming to think that he's like got the ceiling to be the next Calvin Johnson. Like, what's your, like, what's your perspective on Chase Claypool's future? I've heard people say he's inconsistent. I don't think he's inconsistent. He's good. Had a great game. He still stayed good. Does that inconsistency come from lack of playing time in, in some games? And I think it, I think it does. I think because you see these, you, you see the Steelers receivers coming back from injury, like Deontay Johnson. And the Steelers also seem to have a lot of just good receivers. They have a lot of weapons. It's scary. If he wants to be like Calvin Johnson, or even a well, it's because receiver. he has the same stature as Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Right? He's a he's a or a deep ball threat, right? He's going to go up and I get I think it. he's got to be in a team where there's not really as many options. It, he's not going to thrive as much. Do you think it would be better for the Steelers if they just recognize like what he could be at this point and then maybe maybe give him more snaps than Deontay Johnson, who's been there longer, but, you know. Johnson's been playing pretty good. Two touchdowns has, last week. But, but he has because he's being targeted 13 mm-hmm. times a game. Do you yeah. think if they tar- targeted Claypool just as much as they targeted guys like They would have Juju the same result, Deontay Johnson, yeah. They have a good receiver quarter. But, um, no, I agree with that. I think they probably should use um, Claypool more on, like, put him in the game more. I, I, he needs more experience. He's learning from Juju. I mean, he's still he's still getting a lot of playing time. He just doesn't get a lot of targets. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think that's the problem with, with him in their offense. They're using him in the run game, too, which is nice. Which so. has been a trending theme this year in the NFL is using wide receivers at running back. It really back. has. Yeah, you see Cordell Patterson in yeah. the backfield for the Bears. You see LaVisca Chanel in the backfield for And it's been successful. Tyree Kill. I, I think the Chiefs started. Surprisingly. Patrick Mahomes just he hikes it and just flips it in front of him, and Tyree Kill just takes off. I think. But uh, that's but that's like a jet sweep. But like yeah. we're talking about like these guys are like lining up at running back yeah. and getting in handoffs. The backfield. Yeah. Um, David Montgomery is a he's a or no, Cordell Patterson is a running back on the roster now. Is he really? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say almost like a Ty Montgomery. For the yeah, yeah for yeah. the which is weird when they ran out of running backs a few years ago. You see this guy number eighty eight lined up lined up in the backfield, and then he turns out to be an okay running back. Mm-hmm. But then he makes that his own his um his primary position. I don't know if that was the best move for his career because we haven't really heard yeah. much from him the past few years. Going but, back to uh, rookie of the year. Um, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, are they? Do you think they're, they're in the lock? conversation? Yeah, Burrow is. Yeah, would you say he's a lock? No, I would say it's it at this point, offensive and defensive. It's way too early to tell on both sides, yeah. even as like a consensus. You could say Chase Young could tear his ACL. You know, he's God been, forbid, but like obviously he's going to win it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it I, could go anyway. It could go. It could go five different ways on offense, five different ways on defense, even more potentially. I think in, uh, 
an underrated and more of a sleeper pick for offensive rookie of the year is James Robinson, mm-hmm. right? Came in undrafted. Nobody, like, knew, who, who knew who he was, right? I didn't know who he was, and I'm a Jags fan, right? Mm-hmm. He comes in, and he starts playing amazing. But, right. the, but has he played good enough, and is he on a good enough team to where the, his production is getting recognized it's, where it should? It won't get recognized. Yeah, but if he I was on any so. other team, mm-hmm. how about Clyde Edwards-Elair? He's been playing very good. He's fat. He's fit into that. He's one of those guys well. that obviously is not going to go top in the draft, right? Because he didn't. He would drop to like what twenty yeah. second overall. Yeah. He was like small running back from second. a very good team with a very good offensive line. I think kind of overshadows. Th- that happens often. That these really good teams end up getting these you know above average players that kind of get overlooked, mm-hmm. um, and they thrive, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just like he has. But LSU had these guys, you know, they had Justin Jefferson, they had Joe Burrow, they had Edwards Elaire the year before that they exploded. Right. And, you know, they were seen as good, above average players. But then the next season, they take off and they're all first round draft picks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. The uh, power rankings just came out one Kansas City, two Pittsburgh, three Tampa Bay, four Baltimore, five Three Gre- Tampa Bay, that's yeah, five Green Bay. Seattle Seahawks are not even in the top five. That's that, interesting. Titans are seven. Bills are eight. Rams are nine. Ten are Saints. Do you guys have any? Uh, you know, I don't look in comments on that. I don't look too much into stuff like that. You know, that's it, all. It's just it's all that's fun. All, it's all speculation. Yeah. yeah, it's fun to look at. It's it's kind of like in college football when the rankings are. You know, yeah, you have the rankings the in the first game of the year, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. three top ten everybody teams starts freaking out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody's losing their mind over some imaginary rating. We'll have to get some college talk uh, when things start heating back up in college mm-hmm. when for sure. later half the season. I feel like part of the problem with college football this year is because, like, compared to the NFL, who's, I think, handling COVID, a, like, a lot better mm-hmm. than so college bad. football. But I think, obviously, that's part of partly because they're adults, right? They have families. Yeah. Like they, they, this is their primary they thing need, that they do. Like, this is their income, <laughs> yeah. right? And college college players are on more of the I'm still a kid, yeah. right? I can still I can still make kids. mistakes. I'm gonna still go hang out with my friends, even though I might get COVID. And I think, especially with the Gators, right? We just had six more positive tests yeah. yesterday, bringing the total to 37. And like that's like a huge problem because like we've missed two two games in a row, mm-hmm. right? College football is is definitely struggling with the COVID cases. Mm-hmm. Tons of games are getting postponed. Schedules all messed up. We're Schedules are messed up. Georgia, exactly. and we don't have a they get a buy. Like, doesn't work out. It's I feel like it's just. I think college football this year is definitely suffering from that. Thankfully, we have a season. Obviously, we mm-hmm. almost it's didn't have absolutely one. Absolutely suffering. It's definitely ma- making it less exciting. There's no game day. Like, it's yeah. not, there's the, atm- the, there's, the atmospheres are not there. College football is known for the atmosphere. Yeah. There's no atmosphere at yeah. all. They, See this uh, almost as a, a as a practice year. Yeah, it's almost yeah, considering year. they get they will get this year back in eligibility. Speaking of, th- we can tie in a little bit of college football with a little bit of NFL talking about the Gators. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think Kyle Trask, right? What's his What's his future looking like as a professional? I, it's hard for me to talk it about this so without my bias. Uh, I, have seen things where he's the third best quarterback. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen reports about that. He's mm-hmm. a first round pick. I just don't. I don't, I, see, I, I don't see him entering the first round. I see him as, even a as a guy. even as a Gator yeah. fan. I don't see him as a first round draft pick or necessarily even an NFL quarterback that is all that successful. I mean, you're talking, a, you're talking about this guy who came in. Never, nobody has any film on this guy. This guy hasn't played. This guy hasn't started a game since the freshman his freshman year of high school, and then he comes into this Gator team that's down a quarterback. You don't know how good he's going to play. You've never seen him play any real downs for the Gators, and then he comes in, lights it up. We win ten games, and we're off to a pretty good start this year already. You know, right. two and one. 
but I wouldn't say that loss was his fault in any way, shape, or form. I think um, his but height, how does, like, his but how does that impact like, his draft stock? Because obviously he's going to get drafted, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, what is his what is his future as an NFL quarterback? Well, look at Damon's uh, other quarterbacks. He's not as mobile as them. Yeah. You see the game changing like, in the NFL for these quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, you, he's not all, all these all these new incoming quarterbacks have. You you pretty much have to have some some part of mo- mobility in your game. I don't really see that with Kyle Trask. You know, Dan Mullen tries to work him in to a little read option every now and then, maybe a quarterback draw here and there. Who do you say his comparison is? NFL. Yeah. Mm, maybe like a slower Josh Allen? Mm. No. I think because Josh Allen isn't slow. Well, that's part of the problem. Yeah. I mean, but the the deep throw. He kind of plays like Ben Roethlisberger in my eyes. He does. Right? He kind of runs heavy, mm-hmm. right? His feet don't really move that agile, mm-hmm. but he can throw the ball. <laughs> he right? can't throw the ball. He, he's going to try to run away. He might not get there, but he, he gives the effort, you know. He's he'll he'll do what too. he's told. He's, yeah, he's huge. Guy. He's very accurate. Speaking of Kyle Trask, right, what about Kyle Pitts? What's his he, ceiling like coming oof. up in the draft? Oof. Like, where? What, what in your mind, where is he going? He's at... He's an NFL tight end. Yeah, he, he is. He's going to thrive in the NFL, I think. He's going to be a top 20 pick in the draft. I think he has a potential to be a top 10 pick. If he keeps it up, yeah. Yeah, He's sure. like eight touchdowns on the year. It'll be so good that it will be really hard for any team to pass on him. Mm-hmm. He Potential, like, like we're, sit, we're talking about potential Heisman candidate at this point in the season yeah. for a tight end. What, it's unheard, it's unheard, of. unheard of. And he's the best tight end we've had since who? Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Better than Trey Burton. Yeah, better than, than Trey Burton. Maybe better than Aaron Hernandez. Like, if we're thinking about Perhaps. that. Like, he's I think already, he has a higher ceiling. He already Aaron broke Hernandez. the record for tight end touchdowns in the season three games in. Right. Yep. Which is insane. Who would you say his NFL comparison is? To Kyle Pitts. More of a receiving tight end. You know, yeah. He is... He's fast. He's tall. He's lanky. He's not... He's got great hands. tight end, like a Travis Kelsey, George yeah. Kittle type of guy. You know, people talked about the potential switch to wide receiver for him in college and in the NFL, potentially. Um, a comparison to Kyle Pitts right now, I, I, I would hard. say, could be Mike Gesicki. You know, we're talking about a lanky, fast tight end with great hands. I just, I just it's all there. I don't necessarily think that there's a clear-cut comparison to Kyle Trask. But there's not, we haven't, there hasn't been that many tight end prospects that have been similar to what he brings to the table, mm-hmm. right? Because he is a wide receiver that plays tight end. He's huge. He's fast. He's got great hands. He's long. Mm-hmm. He's agile, right? You don't see necessarily that many of these NFL tight ends that are like that. They're more big body. I can block, and I'm going to go catch the ball, mm-hmm. right? Kyle Trask is going to break you off on a slant route, mm-hmm. right? He'll line and it outside, take, off. Yeah. take your number one corner out of the game, and just take off. Um, maybe a, maybe a, uh, maybe a Gronkowski. I think he might be like a. No. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I think he's more of a, uh, um, more of a receiver almost in that case. Like, yeah. I think, in such a receiver, uh, heavy draft, he might fall where the people think. Because NFL teams are going to look at him as a receiver. Do you think they'll look at him as a receiver rather than inside? I think he played receiver yeah. last year. I think so. He lined up with receivers. He does line up outside a lot. Yeah. So no, I don't because know. do you think he's going to be able to – because he's a decent blocker. Yeah. Right? He's not an amazing blocker, mm-hmm. but he'll get out there and throw one, right? Mm-hmm. But we're talking about like NFL defensive ends. Mm-hmm. right? Do you think Kyle Pitts is going to line up at tight end no. and throw a block on Chase no. Young? No. This is where my – like, I know I'm a Dolphins fan, but I just see a lot of – 
Kyle Pitts, or I see a lot of Mike Asiki in Kyle Pitts, you know. No, this is completely unbiased. Mike Asiki is not big enough of a tight end to line up on the line. So a lot of the times he lines up in the slot, he lines up on the outside, you know. I see the same things in Kyle Pitts that I see in Mike Kosicki. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, <laughs> I haven't really watched Mike Kosicki that much, but I agree with you. Who, outside of the two Kyles, who's our next NFL-ready player? That's a good question. Right? Because we NFL don't have that ready not like, necessarily. Like, who, who do you think is going to be next in the draft for us? Uh, I don't tough. necessarily think we have one right Tra- now. Trayvon? Well, Kadarius Tony, right? Oh, yeah, there. I'll you take know, but like, well, for what? Uh, well, like, where? Day, How? Day three. I could see Kadarius Tony as a fourth round guy. Yeah, I could too. But, like, what's his impact looking like in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Right? You're probably going to line him up at, like, a slot. He's going to be like Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. but not, but obviously, not, not Tyreek Hill. Our team's going to look at him like how Dan Mullen looks at him as that utility player that yeah. can that can shift left, shift right, you know, Throw the run wall. all over the field, you know. Or are they just going to try to morph him into, like, a typical a kick slot returner. receiver, kick returner, yeah. you know. I don't know if you guys remember uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah, he yeah. he's not really putting up a big a big role in the NFL. I think he's similar to that that kind of gadget player. Yeah, do you think we have anybody on the defensive side of the ball that has a chance to go pro? Um, definitely, like, definitely like in this coming draft. To, oh, this this year, Brad Stewart probably not. Um, right, too many issues. He he fails every single drug test. Right. All of our corners are bad. Ventral Miller currently. Kyrie Elam, but he can't. Ky- oh he yeah, can't, but he like can't go, but he's yeah. not. We're talking about guys that are going to be able to go. Like I think Marco Wilson, Central Miller could get drafted. Maybe I've, I've heard a lot. I could of see him going like fifth round. I've heard, fifth, yeah. heard a lot of reports about saying uh, Slayton. Is it Daryl Slayton? Yeah, he's a good. He's a good prospect. He might not be. He might not show the most on the field, but as a prospect, I've seen him. A big body. He's physical. He's strong. He's fast. But we're outside those. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really. He's actually not been playing too good recently. But we'll get into that more. We'll get into college more uh, later on in the next couple of weeks and see how the NFL wraps up. All right. Well, that will conclude this week's podcast. We'll be back next week after week eight to talk about the game recaps, any news that has gone on, and we'll see you then.